Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to Sunday Sessions. Make sure you hit the subscribe button so you can listen in to weekly episodes. Thank you. Do you remember how it felt as a child when life felt like your personal playground? That childlike curiosity before the labels and programmings enforced on you by society. Before life told you who to be. What if I told you you've been asleep and life is a giant video game? My combos are the red pill. Would you listen? All it takes is a change in perspective. Dab with me. What's up, people? It is now 2022. Now, I don't know about you, but last year was a roller coaster, to be honest with you. But a lot of clarity, a lot of insight, and a lot of fuck shit, to be honest. But you fucking made it. The theme this year is fucking getting out of this fear loop. Okay, it's time to stop being afraid of a virus and pausing your life because you're afraid of catching this virus. This year, we're fucking living our lives again, man. We're going to do what we did before this year. We're going to travel. We're going to see our friends. We're going to stop judging people. And we're just going to say, you know what? What do I want to do? Now, I want to talk to you a little bit before the episode because I want to just say thank you, guys. Now, we've um, come a long ass way. We're on episode 90 now. If you were with me when we first started, shit, a lot has passed since then. And we've grown substantially. We've brought tons of guests on with um, impactful messages and gems, but the whole purpose and core is the same. And that's impacting lives and giving you the information to really be the best version of yourself. So I wanted to personally say thank you to everyone who listens to this show every week. Even if you don't agree with half the shit I say, you still fucking listen, and I'm grateful for you, okay? Now, this year, we're going to be doing even bigger and better things, okay? Dropping more episodes for you guys, so probably drop about six, about six episodes a month. Gonna just feel like we got a lot more to say and a lot more to, to give to you guys. So, again, thank you for rocking with me this year. Um, finna finna do some fucking amazing shit, but... We're gonna start our year off on the on the big bang, okay? We got some amazing people coming on as always, and the message still will be the same: elevating consciousness and helping shape beliefs. So, guys, I appreciate you. I love you, and get ready for a fucking awesome, a fucking awesome, <laughs> a fucking awesome episode. Stay tuned. What's up, beautiful people? Welcome back to episode 90 of Sunday Sessions with Rich Podcast, man. If you're new, like, subscribe, comment. We have a whole lot of shit to talk about, okay? On today's episode, guys, I have Zuby stopping by, rapper who recently dropped his sixth album, World of Zuby, available on all major music platforms. He's also the author of Strong Advice, Zuby's Guide to Fitness for Everybody. He's a speaker, coach and the host of one of my favorite podcasts personally real talk with zuby podcast which can be found on all streaming platforms you can find him on joe rogan's podcast as well he's a media favorite guys people's champ zuby welcome to the freaking show my guy i appreciate the introduction richard how you doing 
I'm pretty well, brother. Now, I know I listed a, a short red carpet to you, man, but for those who are new <laughs> uh, new to you, let the people know who you are and what you got going on, bro. No doubt, bro. Well, you covered it very well there. So I'm an independent artist, um, originally from the UK, born in the UK, family background, originally from Nigeria. I was raised in Saudi Arabia, went to an international slash American school out there, which is why my accent confuses a lot of people. <laughs> and in terms of what I do, um, it all started out with just the music, which I started when I was studying at university. Cool. But um, I'm a full-time musician, a rapper. I've put out nine projects in total, six Crazy. albums and three EPs. Awesome. I also host my own podcast, which I started in 2019 called Real Talk with Zuby. As you mentioned, I do public speaking, coaching, freelance consulting, um, I wrote and released my first book as well in 2019, which Congrats. has done well and sold several thousand copies independently. Okay. And I'm also known as a socio-political commentator slash oh, you, modern you day philosopher. Trigger people. You trigger people. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not my it's not my intention. I do, but it's a byproduct of what I do. So yeah, there we are. So I, I do a lot of things. I wear a lot of hats. Some people follow multiple aspects of what I do. Some people are more interested in just one or two, but that's kind of what I, who I am. Hey, Jack of all trades, bro. Jack of all yeah. trades. First and foremost, man, thank you for taking time to be on this show. Now, it seems like, um, let's just dive into it, man. It seems like the narrative right now is like losing its power with the whole fear propaganda. The, mm. the media is going back on themselves and kind of just putting the tail between the legs kind of shit. Now, I've seen, I know you've, you now, it's, it's, it's a select few people, right, who actually just speak about the misjustice and all the evil shit that's going on. But you just kind of like mm. have a Superman cape on and you just dodging <laughs> bullets, bro. You I was reading I was reading one of your um, uh, one of your tweets, I think it was this morning. And um, it's just a lot of I think it's a lot of bots on Twitter who just be throwing mm. throwing shade and just throwing nonsense. Do you think that or do you think it's like real people saying that shit? I think it's a combination, man. Um, I've been on Twitter for 12 years. So I've been on Twitter since 2009. And it's changed a lot in various ways. But something I have noticed in the last couple of years beyond the increasing censorship of real people who are not doing anything wrong per se, but getting their accounts yeeted. Um, another thing I've noticed is just a huge influx of bots and anonymous accounts and propaganda. It, it wasn't always like that. It wasn't always like that. Um, so it's sometimes hard to tell the difference between a bot account and a real account. And I think they've got quite, gotten quite sophisticated. Hell yeah, and either have. way, there are certainly a lot of agents of chaos on that platform in particular. It's something that permeates all social media to some degree um, and the Especially internet in general. Yeah, but Twitter especially. And you really notice this once you have a big account. I mean, when I had I don't know, even 10 or 20,000 followers, it was less noticeable. But now that I'm well beyond half a million, it's like every single thing, you just get this influx of, I don't know whether they're people or they're bots, just it. trying to stir, trying to stir stuff up, really trying to stir stuff up, create chaos, You'll clap back create arguments, all that. And what's that you'll clap back gang strong with these people with ABC. Yeah, it, it is, man. But you know, the, the thing is like, I, I ignore 99% of it. Okay. That's the that's thing that's something people don't realize. I don't think people realize what it's really like to have a big account. Um, you know, I get over a hundred if I kept my notifications on, it would be over a hundred thousand a day. God just, damn. Right. Just just Twitter. So you know, one more than one per second. I get more than one interaction per second 
And so Sheesh. people don't know what it's like to, to manage that. Every single day, my Twitter account is doing five to six million impressions. That's five to six million eyeballs seeing what I'm doing, thousands and thousands of interactions. And I'm still just one person. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Firstly, I am a person. Right? <laughs> and I think people sometimes people forget that both yeah. uh, people who support you and people who are against you. They, they forget, okay, you're actually dealing with a, a human being here. The emotions and feelings. Um, and then I think people also, yeah, just don't realize like the, the volume and the scale, whether this is someone who's, who, who genuinely supports you and likes you and, you know, they, they send you something or they message you and they get upset that you don't respond or you don't respond quickly. Like they don't realize that, okay, this is one of right. another 10,000 messages I, I've got on here. Um or people who are who are detractors or whatever, and they're trying to drag you into these arguments and debate you all the time and this and that. And them, it's like, look, I, I can't address all of this all. And I also don't I also don't owe you anything. And yeah, no. I don't want to do this. I don't want to spend my entire I, I already spend too much time arguing on Twitter. But um, I, I actually, like I said, I, I ignore the vast majority. My thing is really about it's always about the message. And I always yeah. want the focus to be on. Not trying to inspire and motivate people. That's what I'm about. It's what I've always been about with my music, with everything I do. It's about being positive, trying to inspire and motivate people, encourage people to better themselves, to think better, to exercise, to eat better, to train their mind, train their body, strive for their dreams, all of that. That's what I'm about, which is why it's also extra bizarre when you get these, um, like I've got some serious, serious, serious people out there who don't like me. You know, well, let me not say they're serious people, but they're people who seriously don't like me out there. And you see this once in a while where something kind of goes viral or bubbles up out there and you're seeing like hundreds, thousands of thousands of these accounts out there, you know, talking all this, all this crazy stuff about me. And I'm just trying to help it's, people, it's kind of a, what's that? It's like, I'm just trying to help people. What are you, what are you talking about? Yeah, that's why it's strange, you know, and I'm, I'm not the only person this happens to. Yeah. Uh, it happens on a bigger scale to guys like Joe Rogan and yeah. you know, Jordan Peterson and it's so odd to me because we're living in this era and maybe, maybe humanity has always been this way. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm a Christian and I often remember, you know, Jesus was crucified literally. Mm -hmm. Right. Like the guy, the guy who's out there trying to, trying to help people spread a positive message, yeah. tell the truth, whatever. And this is, this is of all the people in society, this is the guy who you, who you whip and you, you nail to a cross and, and kill, yeah. uh, you know, and you, you even free a murderer in exchange for him. So maybe humanity's just always been wired that way. But I think I it's think so strange when I know in my heart of hearts, like I'm trying to put out a positive message out here right. and I'm helping a lot of people and I'm motivating a lot of people. And I see the results of this online and offline. And then you've just got people who are either just totally missing the message. Negative Nancy's. Or, yeah. Or they are just so disingenuous that they know you're doing something positive, but that somehow they're in such a warped mindset yep. that that angers them or frustrates them. And they want to take it out. They want to take it out on you. Yeah. You know, if I were out there just spraying venom every day and then venom comes back at me, yeah. that's, that's a different that's thing. Different, yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm not doing that. I'm actually very careful with my words. I'm very careful not to randomly attack people. Like you nope. won't just see me randomly just going at people online i mean I, I could do that i've got a big following if i just wanted to like attack people i could just but be you do right, it with facts go. you do it yeah, with yeah, facts. I, I, come at you yeah and I, and I and i don't insult people you know mm -hmm. if someone's like being super super aggressive and insulting towards me then okay you know the gloves can come off a little bit but i i'm i'm a very polite dude like in the real world and even online like i generally i just treat i treat people with respect yeah, i treat yeah. people with decency and civility whether we agree or we disagree or we have the same like 
whatever, man, we're all, we're all human beings. I'm not going out there just trying to upset people. Like that's not, that's really not how, how I roll. You know? Bro, what I think, um, I, cause I just think like with your message, like when I used the word trigger earlier, I was in the sense of like, they see something in you that they don't have in themselves. So they get frustrated mm-hmm. that they can't, you know, reach that level that you're at. Even if it's just awareness, mindfulness, or just like a optimistic, upbeat person. Mm-hmm. They hate that shit. Cause that's not them. So they think, oh, Zuby, rah, rah, rah. You know what's weird? Would you know what's wild about it? Is that I believe more in these people than they believe in themselves. Man, man. That's why it's crazy, right? Because you you use the word can't, and I don't believe that they can't. Mm-hmm. Right. I think every single individual in this world, we can all become better. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm I'm far from perfect. Like I'm still on my journey and I'm documenting my journey, but we mm-hmm. we can all become better yeah. spiritually, physically, financially, our health, the way we treat each other the way we think the way, you know, I have said before, I, I'm not trying to tell people what to think, right. But I'm trying to encourage people to think, right. So if mm-hmm. I put an idea out there or I ask a question publicly or whatever, I'm not here saying, look, this is absolutely it. I'm an Oracle and I know everything. Yeah. I'm just saying, Hey, what about this? This doesn't make sense. Or like, have you guys thought about this or what about this or what about that? But people don't even want you to ask questions. We're living in this age again, where you're just supposed Damn. to shut up and just go along with whatever, narrative is out there or whatever the guy on tv said it doesn't matter if they're contradicting each other they said this three months ago and now they're saying this or wait last week you said this and now you're saying this and they keep changing it and they keep shifting it you're just supposed to go along with it blindly and those of us who are like wait hang on this isn't really making sense to me i don't have all the answers but what's going on why are they ignoring this why aren't they talking about this um and so i'm just there like yo guys think you know, we might reach different conclusions. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you to do this or you must do that. Just let, let, let's think about it. Like, let, let's actually think, let's engage our brains. Um, and that, that's generally what it's what I practice. And I'm careful not to preach things that I don't practice. Yeah. So, so that's all it is. It's, it's very simple. I actually think very few things I put out there are truly controversial. I think it is in a sane world and in a sane, sane time, I, I think very little of what I say would be deemed in some crazy light and what's also weird about it Richard is like I said I've been doing I've been in the public eye to some degree for for since the mid 2000s because of my music and it's only in the past two or three years that I've somehow become controversial right like I was always that oh you know Zuby's that oh rapper from you know from Oxford University oh really clean kind of like Will Smith he doesn't cuss he's really clean he's not into drinking and smoking and you know talking about all this stuff it was almost like and then now all of a sudden I mean yeah yesterday I'm like looking through looking through comments and stuff people are calling me far right in the comments or someone's saying oh Zuby far far right rappers far right like what like since and people are just saying this and you're just like what like we when did I become far right? Like, how is that even? And people just, just throw things out there really yeah. recklessly. And it's like, well, what are you talking about? You know, now, now far right, anti-vaxxer, um, anti-science, uh, pro this, anti that. You're just like, is that question shit? Even? Bro, I've been, I, I don't know if you've ever experienced this. I've been called a white supremacist multiple no. times. what um, A white supremacist? Like, just think about that for a second. Like, if, if it weren't, it would be deeply offensive were it not so funny. Right, <laughs> right. Because <laughs> you, like, you, you, you reaching, you trying to, you just trying to hurt me, but knowing that this shit is just com- comical at this point. Yeah, yeah. But how? In what world do you call a black guy a white supremacist? Like, 
based off like like for oh, that's no. just not a thing. That's not you a know, thing. Like, yeah, that, that, that's on. not a thing. And but but you're throwing that out there with no self. No, just just thinking about wait, hang on. It's ignorance. Is what, yeah, like is what I'm saying really make making any sense? And no. I don't know. We 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 live in a strange time. <laughs> Fortunately, a lot of this stuff is primarily online. But now the 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 gap between the real world and online world is very Bro. it's very very blurry. It's very very blurry. You're not gonna say this shit to me in public, me in person. So I don't know why you're using your little Twitter <laughs> fingers. <right? laughs> no, no. That's the wild part, man. They'll say some of the most outlandish shit. And I'm like, bro, you wouldn't say this shit to me in person. So I don't know what, what you're doing right now. No, it, but th- this is the problem. And it's one of the problems of the internet in general and having people kind of being these disembodied avatars yeah. where I, I think with all social media, but I think in Twitter in particular, just because of the nature of it and how the, the speed of interaction is, I think people genuinely forget that they're talking to other human beings. Yeah. And th- this goes across the board. This goes on all sides. This is not unique to anybody, but you you forget that, okay, there is another person who is on the receiving end of this thing. Yep. And I think in the real world, that's always checked and tempered because we can, we can see each other. We can yep. see people's reactions. You know, it's, there's much more empathy mm-hmm. in the real world. It's actually, you, you really have to be a psychopath or a very cruel person to directly want to, you know, see that you're harming somebody and kind of continue, continue with it or see that, you know, you're really upsetting someone or angering them or whatever. And you just keep going because in the real world, you know, number one, there's the empathy, but also number two, there are potential consequences. We all know, like, you can't just walk around outside and just talk <laughs> complete crap to whoever no. you want and think that nobody, nobody is going to check yeah. you, right? It, it doesn't, it doesn't work like that. So no. I generally try to conduct myself online in the same way I do offline, right? Yeah. If I wouldn't say it to you in the real world, I'm not going to go there and just start saying like some the, the wild stuff, you know, it's just like, look, if I say it on Twitter or I'll say it on Instagram or whatever, this is what I'll say in the real, yeah. if anything, in the real world, I'll probably say a little bit more. Um, but that, that, that's how I am. I always do my best to remember, okay, I'm talking to other human, human beings. Yeah. And sure, I'm, I'm not perfect like no one else is, but I'm at least cognizant of that fact. Whereas I think so many people forget it. And that's how you just get people going, just being so aggressive or so insulting. Or you know, when you just see people like dogpiling and attacking, like when it just goes completely off the hinges which i've been on the receiving end of literally hundreds of times at this point um i'm kind of numb to it but it's still a strange thing to experience where you're just like whoa like what is going on here it's like this frenzy did i hurt you it's kind of like you talk about somebody's mom it's how they like coming Mm. at you know so aggressively like i'm just quest helping you just posing the thought of question this narrative Mm. that's all i'm saying and now you're just like it's like yeah and, and what's funny about it as well is like, I'm very pro-liberty, like I'm a, I'm a very pro-liberty person. No. So a lot of my positions are just like, hey, man, you do you, I do me, laissez-faire. I'm not going to take your stuff. I'm not going to hurt you or attack yeah. you. You don't take my stuff or hurt me or attack me. Like you can, you can live your life. I can live my life. We can have opinions, mm-hmm. right? We can even have strong opinions, but I'm not going to cross that line of okay i'm gonna try to force you to do this thing or i'm gonna try to get the government to impose this on you or whatever like and and that's been especially over the past two years this is really what's been what's been going on right it's people who are just like yo just just leave me alone yeah, like no. just leave me alone right you make your decisions i make my decisions you do what's best for you 
let me do what's best for me. No Don't try to use the, the agent of the agents of the state to force something down, down my throat. Like that, that's not how it works, especially in the name of so-called health. Like I've been into health since before it was cool to talk about health. Right. And now I've got people who are, who are out of shape and don't even care about how, like, like trying to lecture all, all, every day. Come on, man. Like, let's be real. You, you have <laughs> some of the least healthy people in society giving lectures and making all these demands on people supposedly about health. And I'm just like, how, what, what is this at that point? Yeah, it's a hypocrite. And it, it's so audacious. I'm just like, yo, um, like just yo just just leave me alone that's that's all that's all it is i this whole period i have not tried to force anybody to do anything nope. i've always said look you want to stay at home you're welcome to you want to open your business you want to close your business you're welcome to do you want to wear a mask god bless you that's fine i've never right how many thousands of people have i interacted with over two i have not told anyone to put a mask on or sure. to take one off right sure. it's like look what what works for you you want to you want to take this injection or this treatment Go ahead. God bless you. I hope it works well. I want you to be healthy. You don't want to? Cool. That's your choice, right? I might have an opinion on what may make sense or what doesn't, yeah. but it's not It's not me. And I don't know everyone's details and history right. and this and Some that. people it's, need it. Some people don't. Exactly. It's, 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 it's nothing unique. It's always been right. like that, right? Imagine in 2018 and you're like running around trying to like force somebody to take this medicine or force them to do They'd be like, are you crazy? Like, what, what are you doing? Leave me alone. But Wait, somehow weirdo? this has become normalized where that's considered okay. Not, not only okay, but good to go around to strangers, complete strangers. And you're telling them you what must, to do. Yeah, not just what to do, what to freaking inject into themselves, right? You wouldn't even go to someone, a stranger and tell them, tell them what to eat. You wouldn't go to, you wouldn't go to, uh, maybe you see an obese person on the street. You're not going to go up to them and be like, look, man, look, this, you, you, this, this is how you need to set up your diet. Yo. And this is the, like, they didn't even ask you. They didn't even no. ask your opinion, right? They're and like, you're just Whoa. going up to them and telling them, or you're just going online and you're just like t telling people, like, it's like, you wouldn't, you wouldn't do that. It would be so impolite. It would be just uncivil. It would yeah, be wrong. But rude. now people think like, okay, I'm a hero. Cause I'm going around trying to force this on people and force that on people. And I'm just like, yo, man, that's not a, and they're like, you're selfish, you're selfish. You're not thinking about people. Like, uh -huh. like, like what's, what's more selfish. What, what tell me what's more selfish me trying to force everybody in society to behave in a certain way or to take an action to, to make me feel safer, to make me feel good versus me personally, just taking the action that I need to feel safe me making that demand on everybody on the right. whole society the whole community or me just being like okay you know what i'm gonna take these actions because i think this is going to protect me like which, which of those is more selfish let's be real it's it's crazy is it just really goes to show like how um easily impressionable people's minds are with just mm -hmm. like information honestly like if you can I've realized a lot during this shit seems like this should be going on forever. seems like for the past two years, people are just waiting for the next program, right? Waiting for the next like command to be like, okay, move to the left, move to the right. And then if you're not in that, it's just a code at this point, let's just call it what it is. If you're not in this code per se, then like, ah, you're an outsider. Bro, one thing I noticed, man, so being in the US and being in the UK in terms of like just the mandates and shit is different. So for example, when I'm, I'm not, we'll talk about like, I know you was traveling in the US too um i live in chicago so 
for example, they're like kind of like bullies with the whole mask shit. Mm-hmm. Like if you go in the store, they're like much more aggressive in the US. Yeah, much more aggressive. Like, where's your mask? Like, bro, I don't need to wear a mask. But out here, I'll go to Tesco, for example, and you'll get okay. your little, you'll get your little evil looks, but you can use it's 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 a it's a mandate. The mandate isn't the law, and you have the right to and they word it, they wear it, they word it so uh cleverly to where you feel like you need to, you have to do it, but you don't really have to do it. And so I I was tweeting this the um, uh, the other day. I said, the more you don't comply, you give others the strength to not be fearful. So the more you're complying, you're just going to tell people like, okay, this is what we have to do. But look, it's, you have a choice. Don't forget that, people. You have a choice. And people are not afraid of the virus at this point, man. For, for, for the vast majority, it's people are afraid of social judgment. That's what oh. it is. Um, people are afraid yes. of social judgment. They're afraid of social stigma. They're afraid of those, you, you mentioned someone looking at you weird. That Most people can't even deal with that, let alone someone saying something something mm-hmm. to them. People are very conflict averse. And that's not, that's not always a bad thing, mm-hmm. right? Like it's, it's silly to live your entire life intentionally seeking conflict all the time. Yeah. But also you, you have to remember, because the reason why this is all very deep to me is because, you know, this, this is, this is going to sound heavy. But I now totally understand how the atrocities of the 20th century happen. Mm, okay, let's talk about it. Right? So throughout my entire life, you know, you study history, you look at Nazi Germany, or you look at um, Cambodia with Pol Pot, or you look at the Soviet Union, or you look at Maoist China, you look, you see these um, mass movements of what looks like psychosis, mm-hmm. which develops into murderous psychosis, Rwandan genocide whatever it is, it's happened many, many, many times in history in different forms, Nazism, communism, um, ethno supremacy, what it can happen under different guises, even um, religious terrorism, it can happen in many different guises. And as a sane person, you look at this and you go, how, how did that happen? Mm-hmm. You know, how, how did, you know, less than 100 years ago, how, how did Germany, how did how did the German people, the German government, how, how did you get to the stage where you you murdered you know, 6 million plus Jews and I believe 10, 10 million plus people in total, right? Rwandan genocide in 1994, you know, neighbors killing each other to the tune of 1 million people killed in three months, Great. right? Um, Soviet Union, Maoist China, over 100 million people killed. I, why, didn't, why didn't anyone stop it? Why didn't anyone do something about it? Why did people go along with this? We understand that most people are not evil, right? Most, most people are not cruel, evil people who are ready, willing, and able to just kill and slaughter innocent people. Right. We know that. However, most people are cowards and most people always want to be in the majority. That's just the reality of it. So I can see what's happened over the past two years and I'm not equating the scale in terms of like people actually being killed or whatever, but yeah. in terms of the collective mentality of how people just go along with things to be in the majority and how fearful people are to be that minority person who goes against the grain or who puts their hand up and says, wait, this doesn't make sense. This isn't right. This is contradictory. This is just wrong, right? So few people are willing to do this throughout this whole period. How many millions of people, hundreds of millions or billions of people know that something isn't right here? They feel it. They feel it. They know. Come on now. They also know it, right? There's nobody in this world who believes that you are protected from a virus by wearing a mask as you enter a restaurant 
take four steps to your table and then you take it off and you eat for Don't the next hour and a half. But they're doing this in Chicago. They're yeah. doing it in London. They're doing it in Bristol. They're doing it all over the world, all over the world. Everywhere you've been to, you see the Virus same action. When you sit down there is nobody who can honestly tell me they believe that that makes scientific sense or protects them for rest. But what it does, it avoids conflict and it makes people fit in. So when you can make people go along with these type of absurdities, you can then ramp it up. And we've seen people ramping it up, right? We've seen in the past six to in the past six to eight months, the demonization of the unvaccinated. Come on now. Right? The demon I now now you do now you've got countries imposing literal medical apartheid segregation again. Yeah. I think even in your even in your home city, yeah, Chicago, mm -hmm. Chicago, Los Angeles, New York. Right. If someone were to tell me back in 2018, oh, you know what? Like in 2021, they're going to bring back segregation. I'd be like, what? In the West? Come on now. Really? They're going to be like, yeah. And it's going to be for people who didn't take the equivalent of, a, of their of their annual flu shot. I'd be like, what are you talking about? Like, that's crazy. You'd, you'd be the conspiracy theorist exactly. for saying that. Right. And now you're seeing people there like, yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. Let's do that. This is good. And also, again, scientifically, it doesn't even make sense because we bro. know with this particular shot, we know you can you can still get it. There's millions of people who are triple David jabbed who are this. getting sick now. Mm -hmm. You can still get it. You can still transmit. So even beyond the ethics and beyond the liberty angle and the human rights angle, it also doesn't even make scientific sense if the goal were to stop it. The goal is simply to punish those who do not comply. That's all it is. We're just going to punish people who don't comply. And you know how can you not see the echoes of these awful things that I mentioned that have it's happened because, in the past. It's because for the for the vaccinated, is they're living a comfortable life, but until their lives get uncomfortable too, mm -hmm. it's a go along with it. Yeah, but see, this this is the problem. And this is why I call people cowards. People hate it when I use the term cowards, but I love it, bro. They, call it what it yeah, is. But, <laughs> but that's because they know that they that they're being implicated, right? And the thing is, you know, you should have principles. Like whether someone is vaccinated or unvaccinated, you should be able to be like, this shouldn't see the media and the politicians have created this artificial divide because that's okay. not even what the divide is. No, nope. there's not a divide between vaccinated and unvaccinated. That's not the divide. The divide is people who are pro liberty versus people who are pro authoritarianism slash tyranny. Right? You can be. I, I don't look. The, the majority of people who who have taken this vax or whatever are not pro forcing it on other right. people. However, most of them won't. Most of them won't say that. Right. They won't mm -hmm. stand up. They'll still go along with the regime. Do you see the problem? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So just like imagine, imagine if you go back to the 19, 1930s, 1940s Germany. Right. What percentage of German people do you think were genuine hardcore Nazis? Shit, probably about say about 40, maybe. You think that high? I don't think that you know the media history, media's history. You never know. Probably I, I would say I would be surprised if it was over 15 percent. Damn. OK. Right. Like I'd be surprised if it was over 15%, right? Like 10, I'd say, like, let's say 10 to 20%. Okay. So like, like, like they genuinely believe, they genuinely believe the ideology, like mm -hmm. everything Hitler is saying, like, they're like, yeah, he's right, you know? Mm -hmm. But then what percent are vocally against it? Again, it's only mm -hmm. going to be like 10, 20%, right? Yeah. But then those people in the middle, that the 80% in the middle, they'll just go with what the majority goes with. They may even like have an issue with a lot of it. They may be like, man, like this is a little bit, is a little Crazy. bit too hardcore, you know, but mm, okay, I don't want to be. Let me yeah. ask you, do you think it comes down to people pleasing too? Like uh, not everybody, but like mm -hmm. a, a percentage of people pleasing that just wanting to be liked and accepted. Cause I was reading, there's this book I've uh, been reading called The Laws of, probably botching his name, but The Laws of Human Nature 
by Robert Greene. He was um, just detailing about at our core, we just want to be accepted by our tribe, yes, right? Exactly. So I'm, so I'm thinking, I'm, I'm thinking about that lately. Like you want to be accepted by your peers. You don't want to be casted as an outsider. It's like, mm-hmm. fuck, that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're social creatures, man. And in the past, being, being excluded from the tribe or being ostracized meant, meant death. Mm. If you're living in a little tribe, nomadic tribe of, you know, hundred people and you do something, I mean, that's how they used to punish people, right? Ban- yeah. Banishing them, exiling them. Cause that means that, you know, you're out on your own. You don't have anybody to support you. You're probably not going to, not going to survive um, in any sort of tough climate. Cause you need people around you. And so we're still wired to want that yep. social acceptance. And it, it's not, like I say, it's not, this isn't all bad. Yeah. It's not all bad, right? Not tri- tribalism to me is a neutral thing. Mm-hmm. We're all tribalistic to some degree. And there's positive tribalism and there's negative tribalism. At its extreme, at its extreme positive, what does tribalism look like? It looks like taking care of your family and being tight with your friends and being patriotic towards your country and feeling, you know, um community with with your religious group or with with whatever it is. That that's positive tribalism, right? Negative tribalism, the war, at the extreme negative end of tribalism is genocide, mm-hmm. right? We, we now need to exterminate people who are outside of our tribe. That, that's like, those that's are, exactly those are what is going on right now. Right? Yeah, like, like, those down. are the extremes and those are the poles. And then there's, there's elements along this, right? So you could be a fan of a, of a sports team yeah. and there could be some, some banter and some trash talk and whatever between, you know, supporters yeah. of other teams. But if you get to the point of hooliganism, right? Where like you're, 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 you, you see someone wearing your, the opponent's jersey, you get angry and you go and you go and hit them with a bottle or you go and beat them up because like, whoa, like that's, that's toxic tribalism. That's going way too far. Right. And so, and we've seen this manifest in different ways, uh, racial lines, ethnic lines, national lines, religious lines, political lines. It can happen along all these different things. And so I think what's very evil, one of the very evil things that they've done is they have intentionally stoked these tribal divisions. They've even invented new ones. Prior to 2020, have you ever heard of people, say friend groups or families or, or just people in general having a fallout over, over, over vaccine status? Over a medical, a medical decision. No, well, we've, we've had, we've had, no, we, we've had vaccines our whole lives and exactly. well before them, right? Nobody, nobody ever got uninvited to Christmas dinner because they didn't imagine, take their annual flu shot. Imagine your Nobody grandma ever, not inviting oh, you to Christmas because you didn't get vaccinated, bro. Like, what the fuck? Exactly. It's totally fabricated. That's why, that's, that's why I speak on it. Because I'm like, guys, this is, this is not real. You have been, you mentioned programming before. Yeah. You have been programmed to now believe that your friends and family members and neighbors are an existential threat to you unless they go along with this thing. That was programmed. You didn't believe that two years ago. Nope. You didn't believe it two years ago. So I'm always intrigued when people start to believe and espouse things that they never believed before. Okay, let's take another example. One that's, you know, a kind of hot topic, right? In which something that blew me up in a way, the whole, this, this whole transgender crazy issue, yeah. okay? If you go back to 2010, how many genders were there in 2010? Normal two. Normal two, two, right? Normal you know, two. And if... In 2010, was anyone saying that men should compete in women's sports or men can get pregnant or men can menstruate or women can? 
if you Literally, talk about that, you'll be, you'll be frowned upon. I, I fully believe ten, that. Ten, exactly. Ten, 10, 11 years ago, no one was even, no one was even entertaining these views. Even people who were like liberal or so-called progressive, mm-hmm. they, no, they would have been like, no, that, that's silly. And all of a sudden, a lot of these people, you suddenly, you're now espousing beliefs that you never, you never believed this before. Mm-hmm. So when someone, when, when someone does that, there needs to be a reason. There needs to be a logical reason, right? People, People's views change and develop, but if you're going to make a total drastic change, if suddenly I'm going to believe that two plus two equals five, I should be expected to explain what it was that made me believe that two plus two no longer equals but four. You, I believe they can't though. Some people can't. Right? That's, 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 that's that's programming. That's programming because you you can't explain, and they'll they'll say science, they'll throw out the word science out there, but it's like okay, okay what is they see on the TV? Oh, uh, <laughs> it stops the curve and and, and it, it saves lives, bro. Give me give me concrete shit as to why you do this yeah 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 like just just not not just repeating lines again that's just the script and just just tell me explain in your words why okay if you all right if i come across someone and i'm like okay this person is telling me that um you know gender is a social construct and there's infinite genders and a man can be a woman a woman can be a man a man can get pregnant and menstruate i'm like okay please explain to me Firstly, when you say a man, tell me what a man is. They can't right. even answer that question. Yeah. When, when people get into this, just ask them, what, what is a woman? They can't answer. They cannot answer that question. It's a very simple question. If you ask me what a woman is, I'll say an adult human female. Mm-hmm. What's a man? An adult human male, period. They can't, they can't answer because the, 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 the whole thing is built on... They, they glitching in that moment. Yeah, yeah it creates yeah. a glitch because it, and it's such, such a simple question. And this is the thing you find people can't answer very simple questions, even with this whole, with the whole, uh, with the whole Corona narrative. There's some very, very simple questions, which people just can't answer. Like when you get the people who really, really bought into it all. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, Their well, what identity. about this? Yeah. Like, like, okay, well, what about this? I, I'm not asking anything complicated and it causes the glitch and then they get angry. Right. And I'm like, look, I'm not trying to, trick you here is that cognitive this is just dis- a very simple am I thing right cognitive dissonance is, is that what mm. what this kind of like impact is yeah that? yeah cognitive Damn. dissonance sunk cost fallacy it, a lot of it is also a lot of it's just ego protection you know human beings are big on saving face and protecting their ego and we all need to be a little bit more humble you know i'm, I'm someone who's Hell. very confident in my beliefs and confident in the way that i speak but if i say something that's just like wrong or there's a better argument mm-hmm. i'm I'm, I'm very, I don't like being wrong for a moment longer than I need to be. Yeah. So if I put out some stat or something, or I say something, someone's like, wait, no, hang on. Actually, that's, that's not correct. It's this. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, thank you. I'm not, I'm not getting mad at them for correcting you. Me. Correct me. No, no. It's like, okay, good. Like I can now update my, <laughs> I can now update my thing yeah. and cool. I, I'm operating from a better basis of information. And this is how we learn. We're brought, we're brought into this world. We don't know Jack when we come, we don't know how to speak. No. We don't know how to walk. So everything that we know we know because we were wrong or ignorant at some point. Every single thing that you know, you know because at one point you were wrong or you were ignorant and somebody or some source of information gave you that information. That, that for every single thing that we know in every subject. So I'm a lifelong Always learner. Oh, you gotta yeah, be, I, I, you're never gonna know everything. You always gotta be a, no, gotta be a learner. Exactly. <laughs> I'd be born if I did know everything. Exactly, man. And so there, there's just that level of, of humility and every, I love these type of conversations because, you know, everyone I talk to every single day, I want to be getting a little bit better. I want to yeah. be getting a little bit smarter, a little bit more knowledgeable, 
a little bit more understanding and that comes from it, man. The, the moment you exactly. think that you don't know shit you already you already gone you gotta you gotta you gotta because this is this how i look at it so you have people who fearful yada 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 but in the core essence i believe all this is transpiring to wake up the masses it has mm-hmm. to be things have to be done so outlandish like i'm offering you a cheeseburger if you get vaccinated i'm offering you a Krispy Kreme donut <laughs> if you get vaccinated little shit like that bro because when i realized man the programming goes so deep with these people that you gotta like some things gotta sit deeper so the more outlandish in new york for example people getting arrested for going to burger king bro if you don't have a vaccine pass right something that outlandish would wake up somebody who was still asleep but it has to be that outlandish so all of this needs to happen to wake up the people to what's going on with the government big pharma x y and z but it couldn't happen if you didn't tell me if i didn't get a cheeseburger then if i don't get vaccinated <laughs> i'll give you a cheeseburger like, what the fuck it's so strange man and, and it's happened so quickly so we've also seen how rapidly people can fall into this type of programming i think some people call it mass formation i i think what's interesting as well is it's always interesting to look at exceptions Mm. so maybe what is interesting is and this is something i've been thinking about a lot especially as i've been traveling and chatting to people is what is it that prevents people from doing so like why is it that 10 to 20 percent of people don't fall into it Mm. right so why why is it that you and i are not like taking the npc path right why 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 when it first when it first broke off something Mm -hmm. i feel right Mm -hmm. yeah so so there's something unique about you because that 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 puts you in the minority Mm -hmm. that puts you in the minority i was exactly the same from day one mm, skeptical so right right. stuff Mm. stuff isn't making sense in in terms of the policies i was like no like wait since when do we what the heck is a lockdown that's new. Like when, since when do arrest, we, bro. this is house arrest. Yeah. 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 Since, since when in a free country, UK, USA, Canada, wait, since when is this, how we react to and people still want to be in lockdown. That's the, that's I know. The two years later, me, two years later, you stay home, right? This is different. You know, wait, since when do you have to cover your, cover your face to go outside? Since when do you have to do this to do that? Like it was also unprecedented to me. And then even in terms of the early numbers and the data that was coming out, I was like, wait, this is like, 90% of the people dying are old, right? This isn't something, are any children dying? Okay, no, kids aren't dying. Are young people, no, young people aren't dying. Everyone is- But the cases, you know, the cases are rising. Yeah, and 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 th- this is information that was available, I don't know, like April, 2020 or whatever. And I'm like, wait, this is this is not making sense. This is not proportional. This is not proportionate. And Even also what's the numbers be- too, about like yeah. the uh, cases and stuff on Twitter. Yeah, it's wild. And you know, and also what's going to be the repercussions of all these, of all these measures you're putting in, right? If you force mm-hmm. people to stay at home, you stop people from working, stop kids from going to school, like this but is going to have horrible happens. consequences. Yeah. The the economy, people's jobs, people's mental well-being, people's physical well-being, people not being able to get into hospital for other reasons, all of these things. And, you know, I'm there being called being called a murderer or whatever, because I'm anti, I'm not in favor of these lockdowns and these draconian measures. And then, oh, two years later, people are suddenly like, oh, how come there's inflation? Or how come how come there's a rise in depression and suicide? It's like, well, we kind think? of predicted this a year and a half ago. And suddenly people are acting bewildered because they were not told by the experts on, you know, those those experts. Oh, Zuby, don't forget, the experts trust the experts, TV. trust the scientists. Yeah. 
so coming back to what I was saying, I think it's really interesting to see what people have in common. Cause I know a lot of people who are, um, you know, <laughs> who, who question the narrative yeah. and who, and, and I have noticed certain traits that, um, that people have, which, uh, I can expand on if you want me to, yeah, please do. Please which do. I think make people more immune to this. So firstly, um, I noticed that there, there, there's a bunch of things. The first thing I noticed is people who are lower, lower in neuroticism, mm-hmm. right? People who are just generally less sensitive to fear and anxiety and worry and stuff like that. I found generally were more likely to see through the nonsense. Number two is people who are already who were already skeptical, let's say, yeah. let's say they were already government and media skeptical, yeah. right? They did, they didn't just buy into, they don't just buy into every narrative that's come down the pipeline over the past several decades, right? They, they generally question stuff. Number three is people who are, um, I noticed a lot of people who are like entrepreneurs or just like genuine free thinkers, people who aren't in the matrix, they're not in the corporate world. Yeah. They don't work for the government. They're not, they're, they're just, they're kind of independent, entrepreneurial. I found those people were generally less susceptible. Um, and I think with that also, th- that comes with that as well. People who just don't really, they don't care to fit in. Like they, they don't, they don't feel like they have to always fit in. They can kind of go their own way, do their own thing and they're fine. Um, that was definitely a factor as well. What else did I notice? I also did notice generally um, people who are, people who are more health and fitness conscious to begin with. Yeah. Right. Like people who have already prior to all this, they were already interested in, in staying healthy and keeping fit and whatever people, people, people more in touch with their bodies, yeah. more in touch with their bodies, more in tune with all of that. So they don't see this, this thing and suddenly think, Oh my gosh, yeah. like, I'll, do, you, do you know, do you know my, uh, do you know what my, my response? Like at the very beginning of this what? was, I'm definitely going to get it. That was, your, okay. right? I, was I, I accepted at the beginning. I was like, I'm going to get it. I was like, everyone's going to get it. Right. I said, I said that from the beginning. I was like, look, if it's, if it's, if it's like this and it spreads the way it does, everyone is going to get it. Right. You're not going to be able to avoid this. If it's not this year, if it's not next year, if it's the year, everyone is going to get the Rona. I accepted that right at the start. I was like, there's no way I travel as much as I do. And I hug as many people as I do. And I, I'm, in, I'm just in and around all these people. There's no way I'm going to do all that. And I just don't get it at some point, right? For me, it was January 2021 when I caught it. You're going to catch it at some point. Yeah, but yeah. So I just accepted that. So I was like, all right, I just, I'm just going to make sure that I'm prepped for mm-hmm. when it comes, right? So let me keep myself healthy. I'll keep going to the gym. I'll keep exercising, keep hey, my body weight at a good level. Man, and, and then when I get it, you know, and then I got it. It was rough for three days, moderate for three days, gone. Within a week, back to normal. Was it nice? No, it wasn't pleasant. But it also, uh, at no point was I like, "Oh my gosh, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna die, die, or I'm yeah. gonna need to go to hospital." I was like, "No, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a healthy dude." So I, that was my thing for everybody. You know, if, if you're 75 years old, or you're, or you're uh, 18, or you're overweight, or you're normal, like what you need to do is gonna be, it's, it's gonna be different. And and again, this is another thing that's been wild throughout this entire thing is there's been no conversation about actual health. No, not, no conversation no. about actual health. Don't talk about your immune system. They don't talk about, mm-hmm. you know, getting sunlight, exercise, mm-hmm. actually having a healthy no. diet. It's not only that they didn't talk about it. It's that they forced, they, they, they encouraged slash forced the opposite. Bro. They shut the gyms down. 
They stopped you going outside. That shit's wild to me, bro. Man. Where where does the virus spread? In I would say like indoors. Yeah. Right. What was the, what was what was the what was the instruction? Stay indoors. <laughs> <laughs> right right like from the beginning it was just like wait what is going on right who 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 does it target who were 78 percent of people hospitalized overweight and obese you kept all the fast food restaurants open you shut the gyms Fucking down. crazy they even Bro. closed the outdoor gyms they were stopping people going to the beach stopping people going to the park stopping people from exercising all of the things that you actually needed to combat this yeah it was literally the opposite. So people want to scream at me. And I'm like, guys, you're so-called experts and, and whatever. They, they literally, I'm, I'm going to say something that I don't think I, I've ever said on a podcast before, but I would not be surprised if the measures they made, I would not be surprised if the measures ended up being, and, and I'm talking actually specifically, I'm, I'm not talking even holistically. I think holistically, I think it's un- undebatable. But even when it comes to deaths from the Rona itself, mm-hmm. I would not be surprised. I think there is a good argument that doing absolutely nothing, potentially less people would have died. Doing nothing. I, if the I'm government good. did nothing, no lockdowns, no, no measures, no this, no, if, if they literally did nothing. Let me, let me add on to that, bro. So what people don't know, us as we're energetic beings at our core, right? So if you are telling me something, right? If I adopt that belief, the body's gonna accept it, right? So if you're telling me, doctor says, hey, Richard, you have so, so, so cirrhosis. And I believe that shit. Mm-hmm. My body's gonna react to that programming. It's gonna start shutting down. So the more fear that people are adopting every day, you want constant flight or flight mode. Every fucking day, bro. Every fucking day, your body's gonna respond. So now if you think that you're gonna catch something, guess what? Your wish is your fucking command, bro. And you're gonna mm. you're gonna get that. And if people can understand that concept, this this wouldn't be the case. It is. But instead, if you wake up, and I'm I'm, I'm a bit, I'm I'm a firm believer in manifestation and law of attraction. If you just wake up, I'm I'm in optimum health. You know, my body and my cells. I'm talking to my stomach. You know, my you know, and my immune system. You're you're healthy. You you know this that that. You have to program yourself. Don't let other people program you. Program your fucking self. And that's that's not the case right now. No. Do you know what else is really interesting with it is that here's another thing I've noticed. People are more afraid of getting the disease than the disease itself. Have you noticed that? Oh, yes, bro. They're afraid. They're like, they're, they're afraid of catching it more than they're afraid of having it. I really think that this is making people confront their, their views on death. Cause I, this yes, has to bro. be, bro. Nailed it. It's the, cause no. before we all know we go pop off at some point, right? But it's the <laughs> big scary virus. Bro, prime example, my mom, she's um fucking fearful freak. I had to um, I asked, I had this conversation. I said, Mom, have you have you got your boosters? She said, Yeah. And then she said, I said, Mom, do you because she she has the shittiest diet, bro. She drinks Pepsi and she eats all this fucking <laughs> fatty ass foods. And I said, Mom. That fucking vaccine and boosted you just took ain't finna do shit because your diet is fucking crap. And I'm pretty sure immune system hates you right now. I'll keep it, I'll keep it honest with her. <laughs> and then she's like, that, 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 just you it's a glitch. It's a glitch in the matrix. I'm like, mom, mm-hmm. you have to take care of your body. Otherwise, all the shit that you're doing is pointless. But they don't, and it's like people forget you have an immune system and you have to take care mm-hmm. of that thing. That's it's been the case since the dawn time. Yeah. It's very, it's very odd. Here, here's another thing that's that's weird with it, and I see this with uh, 
some of the people who, who criticize people such as myself, which is that we live in this strange time. I was having this conversation with my brother yesterday where people think everything is binary. Mm-hmm. Everything is either or. Mm-hmm. So if I tell people, if I lean towards the side of, look, I, I don't think you need any more people out there telling people to wear a mask and take the shot and practice social life. That's been the programming nonstop for the past two years in every freaking country, right? And one can debate how effective that stuff is. Um, however, people think everything is binary. So if someone promotes uh, or suggests people should take vitamin D or zinc or vitamin C or maintain a healthy body weight, go to the gym, exercise, drink water, they read that as you telling people not to take mm-hmm. the injection. This means that, or that means yeah, that. It's, it, no it, it's, it's all it's all or nothing. Just like they call, you know, they, they, they'll call someone like me an anti-vaxxer, mm-hmm. right? Taking tons of vaccinations throughout my life. Um, very pro, I'm pro what, take whatever medicine or have whatever medicine, medical intervention you need, mm-hmm. right? I don't want chemotherapy. I don't think you should get chemotherapy because you don't have cancer, do you? Nope. Right. So does that make me anti-chemo? This is the logic people are using now, bro. right? I don't think everyone should get chemo. I don't think everyone should take aspirin. But you know what? If you need aspirin, you should probably take aspirin. I certainly think you should be allowed to take it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think you that should that be choice. your choice yeah. as an adult, right? But now people are, this is the thing. It's so black and white. If you're not, if you're not pro, then you're anti. If you're not anti, then you must think it must be forced upon people. And it's like, look, most people are in, in oh, this gray oh, area on most things. Like, that's just how it is. There's nuance. And it's so, <laughs> do, 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 you know, do you know why else it's so funny? It's because people who fall into this thing, these tend to be the same people who like to call themselves pro-choice on abortion. Come on now. Right? So, I mean, I, I, I think with a lot of these people who are like pro-vax mandate or whatever, but call themselves, I think it's fair to call them just pro-abortion these days because yeah. like you're, you're clearly not supposedly pro-choice. What happened to that whole, my, my body, my choice? It's like, well, hey, if you're going to say that, you know, if you're going to say that, at least try to be consistent and then they'll be like oh well it's, it's totally different it's totally but bro different. It's, it's different when it's not being done to them as soon as as soon as it's done to you then it's like eh, no you play a victim uh, no nah, bro yeah you know and it's just like man look at least if you're going to have some some ideas or some principles to what degree i agree with them or not that's one thing but at least try to be remotely consistent like the level of just hypocrisy and goalpost <laughs> shifting and saying this one day and saying that the next i mean bro even last year especially in the USA. In the last year, it was the people primarily on the left who were very against this particular yep. uh, injection or vaccine. Yep. Yep, yep, even yep. even up, up to the level, up to the level of the current vice president, right? There were all these very prominent Democrats. You can, you can see them on, you know, defiant L's on Twitter, whatever, right? literally saying that Trump is trying, because people forget, look, the, the shots came out under the Trump exactly. administration. Exactly. They're like, don't they trust were saying, it. You know, and they hated Trump. We don't trust it. It hasn't had enough testing. Yep. Trump is trying to kill us. I'm not going to be the first person to take this. Anyone who takes this thing is an idiot, blah, blah, blah. That was all coming from people, people primarily, people. primarily on the left side of the aisle. Now, yep. these same people have got triple vaxxed in their bio. They've got team Pfizer in their bio. They're there saying that anyone who doesn't take get it some stock in, idiot, in Pfizer at this point. Pushed. And I'm just like, guys, this has been less than one year. In one year, in one year, you, you've shifted that hard. And so with people, I have a long memory. So it's hard for me to take people like that hey, you seriously got the receipts, though. at you all. Exactly. You know, it's, it's all there. I'm just like, come on, man. Like, again, if you've switched that hard, what was your reason? 
you know, explain what was it? Was they it just the, oh, the president? They don't have the president changed. The yep. president changed, and so suddenly your whole your opinion. opinion on this thing, the same product, the same product, all of a sudden you go from being, I'm never going to take this to everyone who doesn't take it is an idiot. Yep. Interesting. Mm. You know, that's, you know, I'm looking at, I'll be looking at someone <laughs> like that, but like, okay, bro. Like, um, can you not, can you not see that? Surely you can at a minimum, even if you have genuinely changed your mind, surely you can understand the hesitancy because you used yeah. to have it. So at least you should be able to empathize with people who are like, mm, I don't know. I'm on the fence or, you know what, you know, what? I've looked at the math. I don't want it, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but all of a sudden, again, it's that binary thing. Either you must do this thing or you're just a bad person. There's no, there, there are people who literally to this day are still like, I can't think of a single reason why somebody wouldn't take it. Bro, I have like, actually really? like that too. So I have, I have a many. Really? Really? You can't think of one reason. Come on. Really? Now. And you think you're a smart person? I can think of 10 off the top of my head. I can also think of reasons why somebody would, right? Like, it's not that hard. <laughs> have you ever really had a, have, have you ever had a conversation? I have a, I have a buddy now speaking with his mom, and I'm big on like whatever you believe. We, we both we all have free will, so whatever you believe is gonna be true, right? Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, I'm not here. I'm not here to try to persuade you. Just you know, whatever mm -hmm. you believe is believe. And when you tell people that, and it stuns them, and they can't, it they get so pissy. They like, no, you're wrong. I'm like, no, I'm right. You're right. Just fucking, let's just leave it at that i'm not here to persuade you yeah. they don't, they don't want yeah. that and i'm not trying to force anything on you right man. like do literally do what is do what you believe is best for you when it comes to when it comes to the world of like medicine for sure do do what you believe is best, best for you, you. Like make make an make an informed make an informed decision right don't don't be coerced don't be bullied but again but on on both sides by the mm -hmm. way because i know that there are people who are like trying to not get anyone you know it's like stop almost stop people from taking this particular shot just like there's people trying to force people yeah. and that's a bigger number there are also people who are like no like nobody nobody and i'm like look man if you I'm, need I'm, it. again i'm i'm i'll tell you do you know why else i'm careful with all of these things is because i don't want to have anything on my conscience where mm. um i tell somebody that they shouldn't take mm -hmm. it, right? And and maybe they are actually in an at an in an ask at risk category, mm -hmm. right? And I somehow tell them or I influence them, tell them tell them not to, and then you know they end up getting the Rona and having a really rough time with it, right? Then I'll feel yeah. like, oh man, I shouldn't have told them that. Similarly, mm -hmm. I also I'm not going to go around and be like someone, yeah, 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 you should definitely take, you should definitely take it. And then they're one of the rare people who get some really bad side effects and they get some blood clots or they get myocarditis or something. And now I'm I'm like, man. Now I'm feeling guilty because I told you I, told them, yeah. I was there trying to bully you and cajole you to do it. It's like, no, look, have the information, know the risks on both sides. Yeah. And then that, that, that's up to you, man. You know, you're an adult. I'm not going to tell you what to do. I'm not even, you know, as people like to remind me, I'm not, I'm not a doctor, mm -hmm. right? That's not, it's not my thing. I was just like, look, man, it should, it should be up to you. Like it's, it's your, it's your choice. This is, this is not different with anything, anything whether you're bro. talking ibuprofen, hay fever medicine, freaking aspirin, like everything that we do as a surgery, right? Every surgery has risks. Yeah. So I generally don't think you should take a surgery, get a surgery you don't need. Cause then all you're doing is exposing yourself to the risk. But if it's like, yeah. Hey man, you've got, you've got problems with your heart, with your liver, with your lungs or whatever. And that's going to potentially kill you. If you don't get an intervention, sure. The intervention also has risks, Yeah. but you know, look, we do risk calculation all the time. Every time you leave your house, you're taking yep. a risk. Every time you drive, you get in a car, you're taking a risk. You Crossing get on a plane, 
You're taking a risk. Cross always. Um, and again, I would not want to force anybody to get in a car that doesn't want to. Mm-hmm. There are people who are afraid to get on a plane. There are adults who, who have never been on a plane because they're afraid the plane is going to crash. Yes, I... You know what? I support that right. Yeah. Do I personally think that that is like reasonable? No, I think you're being overly, like, I think you're being overly you risk averse, especially if you're going to get, get in a car and drive the same journey. Like mathematically, you're not making sense. Nah. But I don't want to force you to do any of that. If you want to take a plane, I support your right to take a plane. You don't want to get on a plane, support your right. You don't want to get in a car, I support your right. You want to drive, I also support your right. You know, all of these things have risk. I trust that adults can make these decisions, you know, and there's stuff that I think is are bad decisions. I think it's silly to smoke. I think smoking cigarettes is a bad idea, right? It's, it's, you're just exposing yourself to unnecessary risk. Mm-hmm. Science is super duper clear on this. Like we know the facts, we know the data, but Hey, if you want to smoke, you know, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be that guy. Who's like, you know, like if you're, if you're close to me and you're one of my loved ones or something, you're, you're going to give you a bunch. Yeah. yeah. I might be like, you know, encouraging you not to just like, I'd encourage you to lose weight or whatever. If you were, if you were very overweight, mm. but ultimately I'm like, yo man, that's on, that's on you. And, you know, there, there's potential consequences in the long term of that. Okay. But, you know, I'm, I'm big on influence. I, I'm not big on coercion. You're not. When, let me ask you, bro. When did you start <laughs> taking the gym seriously? I just started. So uh, last funny, quick, funny story. Last time I eat these roast dinners, man, these Greg's out here, they go, they get your ass. Last <laughs> time I, they'll fucking get your ass, bro. Last so time funny. I was out here, I think it was last year. Uh, you just you just get comfortable, man. You eat your roast dinners, you eat your Greg's. I put on so much fucking weight. And then when I got back, I was like, you know what? I'm about to hit 30 next year. I've I've wanted to like hit my like God peak body for a while. This is the perfect excuse. Not excuse, this is perfect motivation. So I started lifting heavy and just getting really good in the power lifting. So I've been lifting for about six months now. Fucking okay, it's man. like a it's a mental discipline. It's like the most fucking gratifying thing ever. And then when you right. see, now this has taught me between um, instant gratification and delayed gratification. Mm. People give up when they don't see results, right? In the gym. But you, you might not see a result like visually to convince you for four months. When I saw a fucking bicep form on my arm, I'm like, fuck, I got to get this bitch <laughs> bigger now. And it's just motivation, man. When did you yeah. start, when did you start um, lifting? When did you start taking this shit seriously? Sure. I started when I was 15, man. Damn. Um, I started 15 and I never stopped. <laughs> I've, I've been cool. pretty consistent with it since my, since my mid teens. Um, I wouldn't say I, at 15, I didn't know what I was doing. You know, I would, yeah. I'd go to the gym and just like, you know, kind of, kind of lift stuff and whatever, but you know, I mean, I made some pretty good gains. I think like I first bench pressed a hundred kilos. What's that about 220? Yeah. I, think I did that when I was 17. Damn. So about two, about two years in. Um, cause I used to play rugby. I played rugby from the age of oh, 11. Shit. So I, yeah. So I actually first got into training because I wanted to just get stronger and fitter for rugby. Cause obviously being, you know, bigger and stronger is, is generally an advantage. So that's actually what got me going. So I started, there was a gym in my school. I was in boarding school. So I'd go there. And then I lived in Saudi Arabia at the time. Oh, man. And, um, I used to go to the gym there with my friends. So, so I've been on it for, I mean, I'm, I'm 35 now, man. So um, pretty much 20 years I've been training Damn. and I've been, I've been consistent. I never really fell off the wagon. I think the longest I've gone without going to the gym was actually last year during the lockdown where they, or sorry, beginning of this year 
where they closed the gyms from like December 2020 to go crazy May 2021 or something. That's the longest I've actually been in 20 years without without going oh. to the gym. I still trained, okay. but that's the longest I've been without actually entering a gym. Fucking, I, I got it, yeah. man. I can't even. I can't even skip a session. I just. Oh just, man, dude, it's it's life changing, right? Completely, it's, it's life changing. After this episode, I'm going to lift. <laughs> dude, that. this is why. This is why I'm. This is the thing, right? Like, because people who aren't into training, which is actually unfortunately most people, they don't understand just how beneficial it is. I think because because of how it's been framed, I guess, is people think it's just like. So many, the, the amount of people who think the only benefit of lifting weights is to like have bigger muscles or to look more aesthetic. Or, I'm like, dude, you are so missing. You, it's so much so more than that, more. both health wise, but also mentally. in terms of like you, mentally and also just what it teaches you. Because if you can be disciplined, you have to be right. right? If, if you think of what is necessary to change your physique, mm-hmm. whether that's building muscle or it's losing fat to change your physique you know, to, to gain 20 pounds of muscle or to lose 20 pounds of fat or to lose 50 pounds of fat. If you can, what does that take? It takes, it takes a plan. It takes Mm -hmm. consistency. It takes perseverance. It takes discipline, right? It takes the ability to deal with obstacles. You can apply those to everything in life, bro. That's what that shit taught me. (laughs) You can apply it to everything in life. It's the same as starting a podcast. It's the same rules. The same rules as starting a YouTube channel, starting a business, getting into a relationship, whatever it is, it's the same rules. So I'm so grateful I established that keystone habit very early. And I'd actually put some of my successes down to that because I think that was one thing that made me really realize, okay, oh, do you know what else I love about the gym in particular? What's up? Is that it's just you. It's you. The weights weigh the same every time. Yep. They don't care about your race. They don't care about your gender. They don't care about your sexuality, your nationality. They don't care how you feel. <laughs> the weights do not care. It's totally objective. Bro. No one can lift it for you. Nope. Nobody can eat for you. Like even in other sports, you know, if you're, if you're playing a team sport, mm-hmm. I could play a great game of rugby or a great game of football. Could still lose if, you know, my team doesn't play well or the other team's just bad. But if, if I'm on point, like it's just a battle against yourself. Yeah, it is. That's all it is. There's no excuses. You can't be like, oh, well, my team, my teammate didn't play well, or my side let me down, or this happened, or that's like, it's like it doesn't you matter, man. Down. You didn't finish that rep. You gave up after yeah. that third set. Yep. The weight, like, the weights don't change. It's the same. Up. You know, you go in one day and you can lift this, and then you go in, uh, you know, six months later and you can lift twenty percent more, or or thirty or fifty percent more. All credit to you. You go in and oh, all of a sudden. You know, when you lose strength, that's the worst. And you know, it's something you could something you could lift before and you can't lift it anymore. Or like you could run a certain distance and you can't do it anymore. It's like, well, that's that's on me. You know, sure, maybe there could have been an injury or something. But barring that, it's like, you know what? I was not consistent enough. I've gone backwards. And also I have the power to go forwards. Oh crap, I gained 10 pounds. Okay, I have the power to lose this 10 pounds or whatever. It's all you have the hundred percent on you. So when it comes to personal responsibility, I don't think there, I think there are a few things that train that better than the, than the gym, because we, again, we live in this era where everybody wants to blame someone else. You want to blame the system. You want to blame that person, that group. You want to blame this, blame that, blame that. No excuses, man. No excuses. No excuses. You can Especially lift it or you can't, right? It's so objective, you know, either you're, 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 you got stronger, you got weaker, you stayed the same, you, you got fitter. Is you. That's all. It all comes down to you. I know you've been, so you on what? Your podcast on episode 189? Something like that. Yeah. Damn, bro. 
how are you because you, you got to be consistent in the podcast game you've obviously been consistent for so long what's um i guess what tips would you give to anybody starting a podcast or just being consistent in, in that field because you gotta you gotta love to do it man you can't just yeah. you know be episode heat once every month or once every two months kind of thing mm-hmm well, the first advice I'd give to people is to not overanalyze and to start, mm-hmm. right? To start and to understand that imperfect, it, you can start something and improve over time, right. right? So you don't need to get things perfect. And it's impossible to get things perfect off the bat, right? The first yeah. time you go to the gym, you're not going to know how to do all the exercises. Your form is going to be awful. Your form is going to be off. But you know what? Get in there. Get in there and start. Put you your body in motion yeah get mm-hmm. get yourself in motion so i'd say the same with podcasting i would also say look i'm not a big fan of starting something unless i believe that i can still be doing it 10 or 20 years from now mm. so if you want to start a podcast think if this doesn't get any major traction or success until 2031 am i okay with that mm-hmm. if the answer is no maybe it's not for you yeah and be be honest with yourself cuz not everything is for everybody yeah. And that, that's important to understand. Not everybody is supposed to have a podcast. Not everybody is supposed to be a singer or a dancer or a rapper or a YouTuber or whatever it is. So you have to think, okay, am I going to commit to this, right? If you want to learn a language, are you willing to maybe not be an expert at it until 2031 or 2032? Because that's what you're taking on. Say you want to learn Japanese, right? You're not going to learn Japanese and be fluent in six months, yeah. right? not, not native level anyway, like if you're really smart and you've got a great method, you could be speaking, but really, really think about it on that long-term basis. And I I say this as somebody who started my career and put out my first album in 2006, but honestly, if I'm being real with you, didn't see any real success until 2019. Wow. Right. 29, that that's 13 years. So if imagine if in 2016, I was like, man, I've given this 10 years, I'm going to pack it in. Right. You wouldn't know who I am. Yes. 99% of people who know me wouldn't know who I am. All those people, like, I, I would have just stopped too soon. So, but when I, when I did this, you know, I left my job in 2011. Um, and people were, a big question I had was, oh, how long are you going to give it? Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, you don't understand. I'm done. I mean, I'm, I'm done. I'm, no out. Back. I'm not coming back to this. I'm good. I'm done. I have no plans to ever be employed again. I'm done. And people didn't get that because I was like, you know, mid 20s. Yeah. People are, oh, you know, are going to give it one year, two years, because you know how it is with music as well. People think you just put one song out and it blows up and, mm-hmm. you know, all of a sudden you get this money and whatever. It's like that it can happen, but it's very it's not typical. But I was just like, look, man, I'm going to I'm going to make it in some way. I don't know exactly what this is going to look like or how high it's going to go or whatever. But I have so much confidence that I'm stepping away from this thing. I'm closing this door. I deleted my CV. I remember specifically I deleted my CV and I was like, I don't even. Like not using this I, no, more. no, no, like, <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm out and I don't know what success is going to look like, but I will achieve it. And I will achieve it off of my own growth. I didn't know I was going to write a book and start a podcast and, you know, become known because of a silly deadlift video or whatever. I didn't predict, oh, I'm going to go on Joe Rogan. I didn't know how it was going to go, Yeah. but I was like, I know if I'm consistent with this and I just keep going, keep putting one foot in front of the other it's impossible for me not to be successful. As long as I keep moving forward, like imagine you're running a marathon or even walking a marathon. As long as you keep putting one foot in front of the other, you're gonna, you're gonna finish the race. 
you're gonna see you're gonna see results man as long as you yeah. don't you you might see other people passing you and some people running faster but you'll see some people who run really fast oh and then they get injured and they, and you end up beating them because because yep. because they ran too fast and they got sick right and you're Control gonna see like all sorts of things happening but as long as you keep on going you will reach some level of success how high is it going to be what's it exactly going to look like very difficult to predict mm -hmm. very difficult to predict but you you just keep on going and you will you will see success as long as you are doing something that has a demand mm -hmm. and you're doing something that you are at least at least good at i don't you don't even need to be the best in the world but you're at least you're at least good you're good enough and here's here's another important thing for people to know is that good enough is good enough good enough is good enough you don't need to be not every single thing you do all the time has to be totally world class yeah but good enough is and also perfection is the enemy of good right if you're trying to get everything perfect it's this then you never starting this procrastination yeah, I'll, I'll tell you what per perfectionism is um perfectionism is really just advanced procrastination <laughs> that, that's what it is it's right if you think about it it's advanced procrastination it's like okay i I'm, i want to get everything perfect so you don't end up you don't end up releasing anything you know instead of putting out this podcast you're there trying to like ah, it's not it's not totally perfect the intro music right and blah 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 and and so you you never put it out you know oh I'm, you, this is when you get people you, they want to start a business and they get stuck three months on the logo I'm like what are you doing you don't even need a logo you don't need a logo just 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 start but you're trying to avoid the hard stuff so you're it's the ego man the ego wants you to stay comfortable where it's at and yeah. just gives you a shit ton of excuses why you can't or you can't drop that shit yeah you know you people do the same with books like i love reading i'm a, I'm a huge advocate for reading but you get people who you know they'll just read books they, they don't and they, they don't apply anything they're like yeah i read i read four books this month and it's like okay well what did you apply exactly that's all I, I read, you know you read you read 20 business books in 2021 so all right so where's your business Zuby, how much money top, did you make what's your what's your top three all-time books what is that oh wow man no any order. genre it might be any genre, bro, any genre. Genre. your top three books bro. boy boy I think I got to start with the Bible because you know that's a that's the basis of every self help book. Help, every self help. That is, book that is basically is a self help. <laughs> that, is, that is the basis. First it's, one ever created. Um, okay, I'll, I'll put I'll put some out in a. I'll tell you a book that really helped me to understand the world better, Ooh, okay. which was The Righteous Mind by Jonathan Haidt. Okay, The Righteous Mind. Okay. Yeah, it's called. Uh, the subtitle is Why Good People Are Divided by Politics and Religion. So whether you are someone who considers themselves more liberal, more conservative, more on the left or on the right or libertarian, whatever it is, or, you know, you consider yourself an atheist, an agnostic, a theist, it will help you to understand people better who do not share your views. It will really help you to understand them better. Um, and that was a very, really good book I read that just made certain things click for me, mm -hmm. made certain things click and be like, oh, okay. Now I under I understand better why I'm the way I am, yeah. but I can also understand this person who may be my ideological opponent or just not see eye to eye. I I, I can get them better. Mm -hmm. um, so that was a very powerful book for me. Another book I I'll give you four actually. Another another yeah. book I read, which is it's not the best written book in the world, but the ideas are very, are very powerful. The Millionaire Fast Lane yeah. by uh, M J Demarco. Okay. Yeah, that's a really good book just in terms of thinking about how and why some people are very financially successful mm -hmm. and 
most are not and how you can how how those different lanes work out it's essentially uh, a concept of having the 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 sidewalk the slow lane and the fast lane mm-hmm. and how you can put yourself into the fast lane and become a multimillionaire multimillionaire and you know even even billionaire if your system's good enough um, and why most people are not even in that lane and how you can position yourself into that lane so that was a that was a very valuable book to me um and the last one I'd say is, and yeah, these are ones that just like affected my thinking in a big way. The 10X Rule by Grant Cardone. Fucking love that book, bro. Fucking yeah, love that book. great book. Just just motivational in terms of like, just you got to put in effort, right? You've got everything you've got, whatever goal you have, just 10X it. 10X. I mean, when, when, I, when I first, um, before I read that book, I, when people used to ask me what my sort of North Star goal was with my music and everything else, I always used to say, I want to have a positive impact. Yeah. on over a million people. Mm-hmm. And then I read the 10X rule and I was like, all right, scratch that. I want to have a positive impact on over 10 million people. Yeah. And and you know why it's funny is because at this stage right now, as we record this, I mean, I've already got over a million followers now. <laughs> so I was like, all right. Because you know, in the book, it's like, you're setting your sights too low. And I was like, oh, geez. Yeah. Now I like, because at the time I had like 40,000 followers across all social media. So I'm there like a million was like, okay, a million is a, that's a big, that's a big increase. And then I read this book and I was like, oh boy, okay. I'm really underestimating what I can do. I'm thinking I probably need to raise it to a hundred million. But those are a couple of books, which, yeah, those are some books, which really made something click for me. And which I say, would say directly impacted my life in a positive way by implementing um, some of the things that I learned from them. That's fucking powerful. I'll get the last two questions, Brooks. I know, I know, I know you're a busy guy, man. How would you uh, advise people to like best position themselves with everything that's going on right now? Wow, that's a big question, man. Um, I would encourage people to. Here's something I've learned. I guess I already knew it to some degree, but it really has hit home, especially in the past year, which is that, man. There's a couple things. Number one is that a lot of people are working for employers that don't respect them. Um, So I encourage everybody who has an entrepreneurial bone in their body to strive for Mm self-employment. I'm also a realist and I understand that self-employment for various reasons is not for everybody and may not be attainable for everybody. If you can't do that, work for somebody, work for an organization, an employer, a startup, whatever it is, who genuinely respects you as a human being, right? When I'm seeing all these people who are being, you know, forced and pressured out of their jobs with all these mandates and this and that, I'm like, man, your employees don't respect you, right? I don't, I don't, I don't um, have any full-time employees yet, but the idea that I would like try to force this upon them and like, you know, push them out if they don't want to make this, like, I'm like, man, that, that that's just a respect thing to me. Yeah. Right. And, and so it struck me that millions of people, it's like, man, your employers don't even respect you in the slightest. If they're willing to get rid, they're willing to get rid of you off of that. I'm like, bro, they don't, they don't, they don't respect you. They don't truly value you. So that would be a big one. Um, but yeah, the, the ideal I'd say is to have self-employment, at least to some degree, having only one source of income, man, it's dangerous. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's dangerous. I mean, I, I, I can disclose that I've probably got about 10, um, but it's, 
you need to have multiple sources of income. Everybody should have some kind of side hustle or side business or um, something like that. People should be investing. Learn how to freaking invest, please. Like the, the gap between people who invest and people who don't is gigantic and is going to continue to grow much, much bigger. And when I say invest, both in yourself and financial investment, like learn how to invest, learn how to compound your growth, learn how to compound your finances. When you earn a dollar, learn how that you can turn that into five, mm. right? When you earn 10, learn how to turn that into 50. Like if you can do this, um, things you can look into index funds, obviously if you're higher risk, then you can look into, you can look into, into Bitcoin and cryptocurrency in general, be very, very cautious about that. But just in investing in general, super duper key. Another thing I would recommend as well is just being, um, how would I put it? Be, being, being psychologically prepared. Think about, um, have a good think if you haven't already. Mm-hmm. Have a good think about what your principles and your values are. Mm-hmm. I think a big reason we're in this mess is because a lot of people are unprincipled and they'd never really previously thought about okay, what are my principles? What are my values? What are my lines in the sand? What am I willing to do? What am I not willing to do? How much is too much? What's the point where I'd say, you know what? No, I am not doing that. I'm not doing that. It doesn't matter. You can call me names. You can bully me. You can push. uh, No, I'm not. I'm not crossing that line. You know, whether that's, I'm not snitching on my neighbor or my family, or I'm not uh, doing this, or I'm not like, everybody should know where their line is. Cause if you don't, then you can be used and you can be used by very evil people and you can be pushed and you can be forced into positions where all of a sudden you look up and holy crap, you, you are, you're the person in the jack boots holding the gun, rounding up your neighbors, right? <laughs> Literally or metaphorically. So people need to really think about their, their principles, their values and understand things they can compromise on and things that they can't. And I think that's just self-knowledge, but it struck me that some people have that established, but I think quite a lot of people don't. Mm-hmm. And so it's allowed a lot of the craziness that's perpetuated in all these countries to happen because people are kind of just being blown. Imagine leaves just blowing in the wind. That's people. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like so, you, you know, you've got some people who are just like a tree, you know, like the tree just doesn't move, you know, the leaves blow a bit, but it's just there. And then other people, they're just leaves. It's like, oh, it's just, they're there. And then they're there and they're there. And they don't really, they don't have anything solid um that's a perfect metaphor yeah they're they're, they're just going wherever the breeze takes them and that can be dangerous that can be very very dangerous and it can lead to atrocities at the worst point i also want people to understand that i I know sometimes i use um i i can talk sometimes sometimes people get weird when you when you kind of talk about like the the dark elements of humanity or the dark elements of history but the, the reason why i bring them up is because it's very important to understand how things can get to that stage because everything's on a scale. Everything is on a scale. So I'm not saying that, you know, what's happened over the past two years is directly equivalent to the communist regime or the Nazi regime or some genocide or what I'm not, I'm not saying that, but you have to understand the tactics and the propaganda and the psychology that even allowed those things eventually to get to that stage so so when you find yourself somewhere along this thing have you have you seen that um have you seen that thing that's like the 10 stages of genocide no 
Have you ever seen that? Okay, mm-hmm. you should Google that. Ten, Google the 10 stages of genocide. You got it. Okay, yeah, you can pull it up in front of you if you want. 10 stages of genocide. Because like, like you mentioned, you have to understand the psychological things of why people are the way they are. Then you, could t- you don't take it personally at that point. Yeah, so, so, so Google, Google the 10 stages of genocide. Um, do you see it? Yes, maybe. Yeah, um, no, yeah. I've got like a one to ten list. Yeah, I see it. Classification, Do you see that? Symbolization. X, one, Z, X, one, Z. Yeah. Last stage is denial. Right. Okay. So, so, so consider the past two years. Okay. Where, where would you, where would you say, where would you say some countries are? Shit, I think it's per, we have persecution at number eight. And then, yeah, we're at number eight personally, I think, like, um no i don't think we're eight are we eight's eight's beginning of murders theft of property trial massacres i would say that we are certainly somewhere between um we're somewhere depending on the country we are between three and seven okay three's discrimination okay i can see that right yeah so 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 say like say the say the the vax passport Uh, like that's that's definitely number three right yeah okay um, it's actually, it's, it's actually, it's actually kind of number three to six, because we've got dehumanization, organization, government creating specific groups, military and police to enforce policies. Dang. Number six is polarization, the government broadcasting propaganda to turn the population against the group. Sound familiar? Damn, damn, damn. Yeah. Places like Australia, you're on number seven. <laughs> Official action to remove and relocate people, right? They've got their camps yeah. over there. So, you know, we don't want things to get to number eight or number nine. Oh, but it's important to look at this and say, because because these are the steps that every every genocide, if you look at it in history, they've all been through these stages. So when you find yourself like, holy crap, we're on number five, um, we should be like, okay, like let's nip this in the bud. Wake up, people. The rhetoric, yeah, the rhetoric, the the anger, the in group, out group thing, it's it's getting too it's getting too hot, mm-hmm. right? You don't want this to happen on racial lines. You don't want it to happen on national lines, religious lines, like and any lines, you, you don't want this to happen. And I, I always, I like to remind people that, um, you know, we're, we're, human beings haven't changed. We, we're no. the same. We're, no. we're the same as we were, you know, a hundred years ago, 200 years ago, like we're, we're, we're the same. What we have is we have more stuff. Mm-hmm. And the big advantage we have is we have the benefit of history. So we can look. So how, how do, how do I know that, um, so, so say, say with some of the, some of this Corona stuff, you've got, you've got cities and countries that are actively reinforcing directly discriminatory and segregationist policies. Yep. I'm not using that as hyper hyperbole. That's what it is. Yep. Right. You're reimposing segregation. You could call it jab crow. Um, how do I know that's bad? Because we've done it before. <laughs> We've done it before, right? You had apartheid in South Africa. You had segregation in Jim Crow in the USA. You've had various policies in different countries which say you're right. People have different rights or different liberties depending on various aspects of them. It could be this. It could be that. Right now, it's medical status. Um, We know that that's bad. We know that um, it can lead to can lead to a lot of resentment. Ultimately, it can lead to violence, persecution. It's also just wrong, right? Our, our countries are supposed to be based on the idea of treating people fairly and equally, right? Wasn't that the whole civil rights movement? Exactly. Wasn't that the whole women's lib movement? Wasn't that the whole, you know, gay rights movement when it was in its proper form? That's what it was. It was like, look, 
people should just be treated equally under the law and socially. If people are peaceful people, you shouldn't just be discriminating and attacking and being prejudiced and whatever. And now people are falling back into it. It's come under, it's come under a different banner this time. It's come under a different banner. Different mask um, this time, same shit. By the way, though, it's not even a totally different banner because it's the same banner that Hitler used. It's actually the same one. Public health. That's what Hitler said. He was saying that the Jewish people were spreading disease in Germany. And that is how, you know, they, you know, they had uh, health pass, you know, they had the health papers there. Yeah. People had to show their paper. Yeah. It's like, same shit is going on. Damn. Hey guys, like, so I'm not saying like, hey, this is, we're in the middle of a Holocaust or something. I'm not saying that, but it's like, they're using um, the same strategies as, you know, they're using the same strategy. You see what's going on in the media and you're seeing the like rhetoric they're using and the way they're like yeah. attacking, you know, you're talking about anyone who's, you know, the, the unvaccinated. Like, it's like, okay. guys, stop. You know, just, stop. <laughs> like, this isn't, this isn't the way forward. I'd be freaking out as well if you were doing this on, um, you know, talking about people of a certain race or people of a certain thing. It's just like blaming the world's problems on a specifically identifiable demographic wow. is not, is not good. It, um, you know, it, it creates resentment. It, it makes people feel a certain type of way. It raises the temperature. It makes people look at their neighbors with suspicion. And, and then it's you get wrong, people though. who are, yeah, it's, it's, it's just not good. So we have the benefit of history to know this. One could argue that in history, maybe they always should have known this, but mm -hmm. some lessons are learned very hard, but we've already learned them. So please, let's not repeat it again. Let's go, guys. <laughs> Zuby, yeah. man, I always let yeah. ask this last question to my guests. Now, this is going to be a little bit different. What would your message be to humanity during this time? Um, do you know what it would be right now? Be calm down, chill out honestly like like the temperature has just been raised so much people are having so much fear and and i've never at any point in my life known so many people just to be living in fear mm -hmm. some people are still in fear of the virus itself i think far more people are in fear of the government and <laughs> like what they're what they're doing and yep. they're fearful but what's in common is just fear People are afraid, people are anxious, people are worried, people are concerned and, you know, rightfully so to some degree. Yeah. Um, but I think that when you operate from a position of fear, you are very easy to manipulate. You are very easy to control and program. So I think people need to get out of the fear mindset and then they'll regain their senses and realize that the world is not, you know, the world's not ending, mm -hmm. right? We're not, we're not all going to suddenly die and everything's gonna go to go to go to crap or whatever um and so get get your yeah just just calm down chill out enjoy your life get out of the fear loop and then you can truly just go back to normal life like just just like like truly normal just just truly normal no no weird stuff no you know somebody coughs and people want to run and hide <laughs> people are getting people are lining up for two hours to get tests when they're not even sick you, asking and, the, to, you just wanted at that point fucking stand in the line for two hours oh, that's another that's another it, conversation <laughs> yeah like like just just chill out man just, just chill out, out. i know because the media and the governments they're gonna they're gonna put as much fear in you for as long as they can and that's because they want to enough. control you yeah. yeah and that's because they want to control you so you can make that conscious choice to just be like you know what no, I'm done. I'm living my life. 
I'm not demonizing my friends, my neighbors, my fellow citizens, my family. I'm just going to live my life. I'm going to go into the new year, enjoy stuff. I'm going to travel. I'm going to go to parties. I'm going to take care of myself. I'm going to just do what I want to do and things will be okay. That would be my message. Just calm down. Let's go, man. I would do. So to add to that, it's this book, guys, um, that I recommend anybody to read. It's called The Power of Your Subconscious Mind by Mm -hmm. Joseph Murphy. If you can understand that you program your thoughts and, and your body and your reality, you will understand how the media and the government are hijacking that knowledge of self to use against mm. you. So anybody who's listening to this right now, I would, that's my, that's my part two Bible. Read mm. that book if you haven't, guys. Such a powerful book. Zuby, bro, this was a great episode, man. Like you, you're an awesome guy, man. Thank you so much. Thank for you, being brother. On the show. I appreciate it, Richard. Thank you. Guys, I'm going to provide all the links at the bottom. Guys, as always, you're the creator of your own reality. Be the best you. Don't judge others and shit. Just keep being awesome, man. Much love.